All of those offerings given in response to God's great story, which we've been learning about through our messages the past few weeks. The story of God working out to save his people. The story of God working through history to save his people. And the last couple of weeks we heard about God working through history so that his people could build the temple. And today is kind of like a meanwhile. While the people are in Jerusalem building the temple, at the same time we hear the story of Esther. In Susa, the capital of Persia, God works through the story of Esther to save his people. So let's hear about the story of Esther in our video for this morning. King Ahasuerus was the king of Persia. Hmm. Many years earlier, when Cyrus was king, he sent some of God's people back to Judah to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Another group of God's people stayed in Persia. God's people were called Jews because they were from Judah. The king of Persia chose Esther to be oh. his queen. <laughs> Esther didn't tell the king that she was a Jew. One day, Mordecai heard that Haman, huh? an important leader that worked for the king, was planning to kill all the Jews. Mordecai was upset. He was a Jew. He didn't want all the people he loved to be killed. Mordecai and all the Jews cried. Esther didn't know what was wrong. She sent a messenger to ask Mordecai why all the Jews were upset. Mordecai told Esther about Haman's evil plan. You have to do something, Mordecai said. Ask the king to stop Haman. Ask him to save the Jewish people. Esther sent a message back to Mordecai. No one can approach the king unless the king calls for that person first, Esther said. The punishment is death. Unless the king holds out his scepter, then you may live. You're a Jew, Mordecai said. If you don't stop Haman, he will kill you too. Maybe this is why you are the queen. Maybe God put Esther in the palace to save her people. Esther asked Mordecai and the Jews to fast for three days. Then Esther would go to the king, even if it meant she might die. On the third day, Esther went to the king. He saw Esther and held out his golden scepter. What is it, Queen Esther? The king asked. What do you want to ask me? I'll give you anything, up to half of my kingdom. Esther said, would you and Haman come to a feast today? So Haman and the king went to Esther's feast. After eating, the king said, what do you want, Queen Esther? I'll give you anything, up to half of my kingdom. Come to my feast tomorrow, Esther said. The king agreed. The next day, Haman and the king went to Esther's feast. After eating, the king said, what do you want, Queen Esther? I'll give you anything up to half of my kingdom. Esther spoke up. There is a plan to kill me and my people. The king replied, Who is responsible for this plan? This evil enemy, Haman, Esther said. The king was angry. He punished Haman and made a law to keep the Jewish people safe from their enemies. God was in control over Haman's evil plan to destroy the Jews. Like Haman, Satan wants to ruin God's plan and destroy believers. 
Satan thought he had won when Jesus died on the cross. But God raised Jesus from the dead and defeated Satan once and for all. All who believe in Jesus are rescued from sin and death. So, if we're honest with ourselves, the story of Esther as a whole is not the most kid-friendly story in the world. It's kind of like The Bachelor meets The Great Gatsby meets The Purge. It's a little bit of a mess. And God's name isn't even mentioned in the book, so you might even wonder why this is in the Bible instead of just being an HBO series. But the story of Esther is in the Hebrew Scriptures because it's written for God's people. And as God's people, it invites us to look into that story and see all of the ways that God is working through kind of typical, ordinary things. And so I'm going to invite you to do something today. Parents, every time you hear something that you think, well, God must be working in this coincidence, I want you to hold up your hand, even hold it down either way, And kids, every time you see a parent do this, it's time for a high five. And we're going to celebrate the ways that God is working. So I'll see if you guys are paying attention because I'm not going to cue you. So if you guys see ways that God is working, hold out your hand. I'm going to go back and tell the story so that we can see all of the coincidences that God stacks on top of each other. Now, before the video even starts, there's brokenness in Susa, in the capital of Persia. We see, we see divorce. We see loneliness. As, as King Ahasuerus had just divorced his wife just for the sake of her not showing up in the king's court when he called her. And in, this, in that loneliness... They decide we're going to have the first episode of The Bachelor. We're going to get all of these women to come and the king's going to choose one to be his wife. And for whatever reason, Esther gets in with this group. Even though as a Jewish girl, she really had no business being in the Persian court. And for whatever reason, King Ahasuerus chooses Esther as his queen. Now when Esther becomes queen, it it was natural for her family to move a little bit closer to her. And so her uncle Mordecai moves to the gate of the king's palace, gets a job there. It's kind of a low-level, entry-level job, but as people pass by, Mordecai gets to see a lot of important people, and they don't see him. They don't recognize him. But as time passes, a plot comes up. A couple of those important people decide that they don't like the king very much, and they want to remove him from office. Well, for whatever reason, Mordecai is the only one who hears about this plot. And so Mordecai tells Esther, Esther tells the king, and then that's where our plot for today, the video you just heard, begins. Haman gets angry at the Jewish people and he makes a plan to kill them all, especially the Jewish person Mordecai. And when Haman makes that plan, Mordecai hears about it. And Mordecai tells Esther that she needs to do something about it. She needs to go to the court of the king. And Esther reminds Mordecai of the history of queens in the kingdom. Right? The queen before her got divorced just because of the fact that she didn't come to the court when the king called her. So what's going to happen to Esther when she goes to the court and she's not called by the king? Well, the law for that is even more strict. 
the law for that is that Esther would be killed. And so they fast. And when you fast, you pray. And Esther gets up the courage to go into the court of the king. And for whatever reason, we don't know, maybe the king was in a good mood that day. Maybe king really did just love Esther that much. But for whatever reason, the king extends his scepter to Esther. And she gets the opportunity to ask whatever she wants. But she doesn't ask for the king to save her people. She asks for the king to come to dinner. And, and he comes to dinner, and Haman comes with him, and, and they sit at the dinner, and the king asks Esther, all right, anything you want, tell me what it is that I could grant you. And for whatever reason, Queen Esther can't get up the courage to ask anything from the king. And so he, she asks him to come to dinner again the next night. And that same night, for whatever reason, the king couldn't sleep. Maybe it was indigestion, maybe heartburn from the feast, but the king couldn't sleep. And so what do you do when you can't sleep? You go get something really dry and read it until you fall asleep. And so that's exactly what the king did. He went and had the people read to him the records of his kingship, just a list of events that happened. And as he's hearing this list of events that happened, they get to the event where the people plotted to kill him. And Mordecai saved them. Mordecai saved the king. And the king hears this and he says, well, what did we do to thank Mordecai? Well, for whatever reason, we never thanked Mordecai the Jew for saving the king. So the king wakes up the next morning and says, the first thing I am going to do is honor this Jewish person named Mordecai. So he sends out Haman with a royal robe, with a royal horse, and he has them honor Mordecai, the Jew. And after spending all day honoring this Jewish person, the king goes to the feast with Esther. And Esther confesses that she also is a Jewish person just like Mordecai, and their people are in danger. So when you hear the story, let me ask you a question. Did Esther save her people or did God save his people? Right? You see these, con these coincidences are stacked on top of each other until the point that it's kind of absurd to call them coincidences. That this would happen the very night before the king goes to feast with Esther and hear her request. Well, God's hand must be in this. See, the answer to the question is yes. God saved his people and he allowed Esther to be a part of saving her people. Listen to what Mordecai says to Esther one more time. When he sends a message to her, he says, Do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all of the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews out of another place. But who knows whether you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. You see, God was going to save his people. It didn't matter what happened around them. God was going to save his people. But he allowed Esther the opportunity to be a part of the salvation that he would bring. So that now when we tell the story of Jesus, Esther's a part of that story. 
Because Jesus' great, 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 great grandfather was alive in the time of Esther, and Esther saved his life. And so we wouldn't have Christmas if it wasn't for Esther, but because of Esther, we have Christmas. Because of Esther, we have a cross. Because of Esther, we have an empty tomb. Because of Esther, we have a Lord that forgives our sins and delivers that forgiveness every single day. Because of Esther, we will actually trample Satan under our own feet. Because of Esther, Jesus brings us victory. You see, God is working through history to save his people. God also works through your story to save you. Just think back on your life. Think back for a minute on all of the ordinary, kind of everyday, broken things that have brought you here to this place to hear God's word again. Think of all of the ordinary, broken, kind of everyday things that God uses to share his story with you. God is working through your story to bring you to Jesus. God is working through your story to bring you salvation. And even more than that, he lets you be a part of his story to bring that message of salvation to other people too. God is going to work through his story to bring salvation to his people. But he gives us this awesome blessing just like he gave it to Esther to be a part of that awesome story. Because God always, always, always works through his story to bring salvation to his people. Amen? Amen.